Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another Bringers of the Light Sunday where we are going to be talking about the week ahead for October 29th as we read another channeled chapter um, from Seafoam Inn, a book that one day will be published. And we're actually doing something different this time. I think it's something maybe kind of fun. Um, We are actually, as we're recording the podcast here with you all from wherever you're joining us, whatever podcast provider you're you're at, we are also doing an Instagram live and recording the podcast and are on with some of our Bringers of the Light family. I know we're on with some of our Bringers of the Light family here as well. So I'm going to like do my best to stay focused on the podcast and kind of look at the comments periodically um, so that you all that are listening later on can get this feel of what it's like to do a live broadcast. Um, and it's a little weird for me because, um, I typically am like moving about. I like to do stuff kind of moving about, but I'm sitting in a chair for this. Um, so we'll see how long that lasts. You may, you may on the live see me get up and actually move and do stuff. Um, if we, if that, if that happens. So for all of you joining here, if you're new here, welcome, welcome from whatever podcast provider you're coming from. Um, if you're coming from Audible or, um, you know, wherever, Apple, Google, um, Spotify, which is our kind of our um, podcast host. I want to thank you all so much. If you're returning, like so many of my friends here um, with uh, the bringers of the light that are on the Instagram live with me, thank you so much, family, for being here with me yet again, always coming back, <laughs> regardless of what's going on. Um to kind of play and have fun, which is kind of the way I like to live my life as best I can. Um, so, okay, this is still recording. All sorts of stuff is happening. All right. So I did want to um, do a couple of things. First of all, if you haven't already, and I know October is almost over, but we do have an October Quest playlist out there on Spotify and out there on YouTube. Um, I pulled in some of my favorite shows because this is um, the sixth year of TLC for the Soul on all of these places, and there's many, many, over 400 shows now. And so I went back to October's past and pulled in some um, some of my favorite episodes into an October playlist for you guys if you listen on either of those or watch on either of those places. So before I go any further, I want to wrap us all in love light and light love and invite in the guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, 
and a host of other TLC for the Soul companions who like to jump in and play. Um, and actually, you know, since for those of you that are on live, I will show you since I've got this table full of stuff in front of me. I always talk about the spirit guide list. Um, the list of spirit guides that um, I got at the spirit guide auction so many years ago. And I'm just showing our friends on Instagram live. And hey, maybe next time you will join us on Instagram live if you're listening on the podcast. I'm going to try to do this on Sundays because um, I think this is really fun. But this is how the guides come. I'm just showing a couple of them. I have like a whole special little treasure chest with all of them. But when they, when I would bid on one or get one at an auction, um, they would get sent to me and they would get like energetically bound to some sort of talisman or like jewelry item. And so, and I'm this weekend, I'm working with our shamanic elf. I know it's backwards on Instagram, Elena. She's bound to like this little blue halite pendant. And then, um, our wolf shifters, Ataka and Ina are bound to like this little talisman and I like to use them at the full moon and the new moon except now I can't get their little talisman out of this plastic bag oh so this is a fun one so it's just something like you don't need a talisman you don't need a little like tchotchke or whatever but it's kind of fun this one's kind of cute so they are joining us right now so Shamanic Elf and Wolf Shifters, Ataka and Ina, that's a mated pair of wolves. So let's just tune in about um, what's going on in the Seafoam Inn and this week ahead with um, just thinking a little bit about the astrology that's going on right now. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday too on the Instagram Live that I did. So um, we just had the full moon eclipse in Taurus. There is, and it was five degrees Taurus, and then we had a, um, what do I want to say? It's, a, it's obviously a gateway is opening, but with that, um, what I'm hearing is the planet Jupiter, who's also in Taurus, is going to be exactly at five degrees Taurus in December, January, and is going to further, like, activate and... Um, magnify all the blessings and all the things that are coming in with this Taurus eclipse. So wherever that falls in, whatever house it falls for you in the astrology, for me, five degrees Taurus is my North Node. So I'm like, ah, destiny, please come and rescue me. <laughs> so, oh, Utah. Yeah. Hey, we've got Utah. We've got, uh, we've got some, some friends and family on the IG live that, um, you know, when we talk about bringers of light, before I even go into the channel chapter, like we are spread out all in different places. Um, we've got family members in Utah. Angie, I don't know. I don't know exactly where you're at. Are you in the same place? I am here in North Dakota. Uh, I'm being held against my will in North Dakota. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm here in North Dakota yet another winter. Um, it's actually very beautiful here, but you guys that have been with me for a while know that winter is not my gig here. Oh, Utah. Cool. So I have connections to Utah. I had like, I was up going up and down in Utah, up and down the, the state really in Utah a while back. And I had my stuff 
um, my California stuff was all stored out there for the longest time in Cedar City. So that is fun. But the channeling that I did this morning from the Seafoam Inn further kind of enhances the fact that there's all these new things coming in. And it looks like it's in not just one area of your life, but many areas of your life. Could be creative, um, could be relationships, and anything that Taurus, the, the, the energy of Taurus kind of amplifies, right? Like home and um, luxury and good Good, good stuff, right? Comfy coziness, um, or like more stubbornness, right? What are the what are the high high levels? The higher vibrational parts of Taurus are going to be amplified even more. And um, oh goodness me, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, and and I was I actually did a reading with my son yesterday, and what came out in that just to share is. Um, it's really not just like me or you listening. It's like the collective in, in that it is our soul group that's getting, yeah, is, is what's getting this boost. So, you know, we know that the planet is getting higher vibe light and higher vibrations and higher frequencies. And the more we spread our light, like the little, um, uh, what is it like acupuncture pins that we are as bringers of the light? Oh, cool! My mom was a Taurus. Um, we are helping to raise the vibration of the planet, but it's unrealistic to say, I guess, that every single person at the same time is in an upswing on the wheel of fortune, and so um, it's our soul group, which if you're listening to us, if you're, and we're recording live here on the podcast, so if you're listening to the podcast later, if you're here on the Instagram live, if you resonate with us, meaning me and, you know, the guides that support me, typically people from the same soul group are drawn together in these little, you know, like communities. So, um, us, our soul group, our collective um, beyond TLC for the soul is getting this huge boost, this huge upgrade, this huge like shift with this Taurus moon um, eclipse and the Libra solar eclipse that happened. And we know that the energy of eclipses moves and carries forward until probably the next, you know, eclipses. And we're, we're, we're in like preparatory phase for this April um, total solar eclipse, which is supposed to, um, be, you know, that big one that we hadn't had in the U S since like, was it 2017 when I was out in California with my welders glasses on, I'm looking up at the eclipse. Well, this one is supposed to be dead bang on center in the state of Texas. And so I don't know what's going to happen going on with Texas or if anybody's in Texas. I moved from Texas. Um, I lived in Texas, South Texas, pretty much my whole entire life. And, um, so, you know, we're in this, we're in this thing right now where we're all on this upswing and, um, but at the same time, we're helping support and bring light and helping to uplift those that may be kind of on the other side of the wheel of fortune right now, the other side of the wheel where some people may not be doing so well right now. 
and there's always going to be this balance of, um, you know, some people being up high on their, on a high note and some people being on a lower note. And, um, I do feel like for those of you listening and for those of you watching that for us, it's our turn to kind of be on that upswing and that uptick a little bit. And so, um, when we talk about blessings coming, I think the planet benefits from the blessings of all of the beings and all of the energies that come in, but some rather more than others, you know, at this time, because I can remember when it was me in 20, was it 2017? I think it was me in 2017 and I was going towards the downswing of my, um, of my journey um, to where I was about to go into like what they call a shaman's death and um, death and rebirth. And, um, you know, if certain people I was watching were like, oh, everything's great. I was like, no, my life is in shambles. So um, I think it's just something to keep in mind. Um, it's not the first time that I've heard a way shower say, you know, keep in mind your brothers and sisters and, and be mindful of the fact that not everybody is um, as, as you're kind of stepping up the rungs or as you're riding the wave of the wheel of fortune up high, um, as you're on a life's high, um, remember and have compassion and, and sending blessings and, and holding space for people that may be on the lower tick. And sometimes what I've seen too is um, as I do meditations now, I'm sending light and higher frequencies to that past self that was going through all that stuff back then. And that may have been, you know, our higher selves or the, what is it? Our higher selves or ourselves from the future, whatever you want to call it, sending the us um, support when we need it the most. So not just coming from your guides and all that, but you sending your past you maybe some help um, because you needed it back then. Yes, upswings. Let's just look here at the comments. Oh, yeah. Cedar City. Yeah. Okay. So let's then read the chapter. So before I jump into just this chapter, and if you're new here, if you haven't been here with me for a while, um, one of my spiritual gifts is clear audience. Um, I don't just sit here and talk on a podcast. I do have um, a bunch of books that I've written. Um, we mainly come in on Sundays and do Bringers of the Light um, podcast, which is a series of books I've channeled. Um, I have channeled fiction. I have channeled nonfiction. Um, all of my eBooks are free to read. Um, and the links to those, um, if you're on Instagram, you could go to my website, which is linked in my bio. If you're on the podcast, a jillion links to everything I talk about are always in the show notes. Um, I design and create Oracle and Oracle decks and all those are out there. And there's a whole ton of decks sitting in front of me right now. And I'm kind of like, okay, as I was having to talk with my son yesterday about, uh, cleaning out his stuff that he has. Um, like his closet full of old stuff he hasn't worn in a while. I'm like, um, well, look at you and all your decks. Uh, you better slow down, girl. So um, let's see. Let's see what's happening here. So these chapters, these books, all my books are what I call, quote unquote, channeled. 
Um, one of my gifts is clear audience, spiritual gifts, clear audience. So I just sit down. I say, okay, I'm writing to bring us the light book. I create sacred space. I call in the guides. Um, I get out my, I usually just do everything on my phone. I get out my phone. I say, okay, we're working on the seafoam in, and this is chapter such and such. You know, I don't know what's happening. I'm not, I don't sit and plan the book out, you know, from start to finish. There's no agenda or no, you know, outline. There's, there's nothing. There's just some spirit friends coming in and saying, here's a good story. And so I usually channel in like a chapter or two of a story. And I'm like, yeah, I want to keep going with this. Um, and that's all I know at that point. And then I'll usually make like some visuals for me, like, okay, what would the cover look like and all of this. And then I keep working on it. And I've, I've been in a little bit of, um, I've been doing so much inner work this year. I just haven't really put out a book. And I'm like, if we're going to finish a book this year, then we're going to have to do it on the podcast. We're going to have to do it live like we used to do, where every Sunday we brought in a chapter and eventually we published a book. Um, because I just have not had a lot of time to just sit down and do this. And I really only work a chapter at a time anyway, um, for the channeling, because it's, it takes a lot to like sit and chap and channel like chapter after chapter after chapter. But the last time we left, so the Seafoam Inn is just this place in Rockaway Point, one of our ethereal cities that the bringers of the light hang out in, in, um, the coastal UK region. And we have many books um, right now and that take place in Rockaway Point. Um, our main characters, Abigail and Dakar, and in this um, case, Count Mashar, who's our, our not-so-good person, our, our dark figure. Um, it's been um, this new bed and breakfast that popped up that once people go there, um, they either like have this impetus to do something like in the love department. So not impetus to do something. Like, Wait, that sounds a little like, well, it's a bed and breakfast. <laughs> the impetus to do something in the love department. Um, it's more like, so Dakar went there to um, foil Count Mashar. And in doing so, all of a sudden, like a few days later, he went and bought like an engagement ring for Abigail. And he went and bought this like tavern. He was going to like bid on this tavern at an auction. And then Count Mashar, who's our dastardly duo, dastardly duo, him and Mr. Meow, they all of a sudden, Count Mashar was like, I think I need a dastardly woman to be with me. And he had spent some, a few days at the Seafoam Inn. So something going on with the Seafoam Inn. And one day we're going to have this like beautiful little map of everything that happens in Rockaway Point and all the other bringers to the light cities that we write about. Uh, but last we left, we were at the Autumn Festival and Abigail had put on some glamour and her and Dakar had had a little um, rendezvous in this Penny Farthing's Telewish tent um, because they had not really hung out together in quite some time in our book. And so now where we're at is kind of what happens next? What, what's happening now um, in this story? What is going on in the future, which I feel like is this prelude as we, I'm gonna read it, it's very short. And then we're gonna do, we're gonna pull out the metaphors for what this chapter means for us for the week ahead and all the way into December when this Jupiter, um, I think it's still RX, I think it's still retrograde, hits this five degrees Taurus. So this is, without further ado, actually, let me get a drink of water first. 
right, you guys. Oh man, it's just my cheeks got super hot. So this is chapter 25, a dream about the future. And what I guide you to do as you're listening to this is pull in your own guides or listen with your master senses. You may hear things that I may not point out that may have a special meaning to you as something coming up in your life, something you've been working on, or your, your guides as you're listening to this may give you a special little ping um, for something that we say that may have special significance and be meant just for you. So chapter 25, A Dream About the Future. What Dakar didn't know wouldn't hurt him, Abigail thought, buttoning up her wool coat against the chilly autumn winds. She could get him this one gift and it would be a big surprise. He wouldn't see it coming. Dakar finished lunch at the Tower Restaurant and had the strangest feeling. Abigail was up to something that involved him. He could feel it in his bones. Obviously, they're twin flames. They're very psychically connected. Rain Accord, which is Abigail's raven familiar, flew in the bedroom window and deposited a key on the nightstand. This would help her, the raven thought, knowing that magic was best done with the best of intentions. I have dragons coming in. This is like a dragon stone. Look at this stone. Showing my friends on IG this stone. Um, and he did want his human friend to be happy, whatever he could do to help. Wasn't that what a familiar's job was all about? Polly Willikers and Scratchy sat down to a fish feast dinner at the fish store fish and chips for the eclectic and Tessa Locke. Polly felt she needed to spend more time with Scratchy. He was, after all, her dearest friend, and she had been neglecting him in favor of other pursuits. But wasn't it a witch's duty to care for her familiar? After all, he had been with her through the darkest of hours. Dakar felt it was time to make his move. He didn't want Abigail to wander off and, goodness forbid, find someone else. She could, after all, find any sort of dashing stranger if he didn't act soon. After all, she was the most beautiful woman in town in his eyes, and any handsome wizard or count would be lucky to know her. Yes, he must act now. He again reached for the ring box in his coat pocket. He'd carried it around with him for a while now, and the time felt right to move forward. He had won the real estate auction and was the proud owner of the haunted tavern. What better engagement present could he offer her? His grandmother's vintage diamond ring and a new home, all from his heart to hers. She couldn't say no. Could she? He decided that no level of nerves or what-ifs was going to stop him. Otherwise, he might never get up the courage to move forward. Did he really want to be stuck in this indecisiveness indefinitely? His warrior spirit spurned him on, and he made sure that he was going to tell her everything as soon as he saw her next. Abigail took the key and used her scrying bowl to envision the completed project. If he wouldn't ask her, then she would have to make the first move. Her grandmother's cottage up by the lighthouse point had been empty for some time now. It would be the perfect place for them both. She would have the cleaners tidy up everything and ask Jameson and friends to help her decorate. Why him? I don't know, but okay. Yes, once they reached Bridie Isle for their autumn picnic, 
she was going to propose that they move in together. I mean, somebody had to get the ball rolling on this romance. Dating was and had been amazing, but she wanted more. More magic, more man, and more of everything. This witch was ready for an upgrade. <laughs> oh, I love it. Bruce, I know, Bruce, we and you are well, our little dragon family. A lot of our bringers of light are dragon family. All right, you guys. So all I can say there is it's just what I see there in this channeling um, is everybody moving forward, right? Everybody's ready to move forward. And for the longest time I've been hearing, and I really feel like it's our soul group has been, and, and I think it's beyond our soul group. I think there's something been going on with the planetary energies that's had us in this um, holding pattern, right? Um, waiting room, whatever you want to call it, um, since the, you know what, <laughs> um, since the, the, the virus and everybody's been doing all this soul work. And I really feel like, um, it's time to get going. And for those of us that have been like, um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about, you know, Angie, Bruce, anybody else that's on the live, anybody listening, but, um, like, I don't want to be like, typically the shaman, the, the, you know, the solitary witch, the solitary practitioner, whatever um, name you want to give yourself, the dragon keeper, whoever you want to be, wizard. Like many people, I don't think want to always, I do, I do know some who are like, I'm going to be solitary my whole entire life. But I don't think that there's, I don't think that that's the way it's meant to be, to be solitary like your whole entire life. Um, and this like, for me, like being holed up by myself with my son, it's, and I don't do, I don't do like social stuff. My life now since 2018, uh, 2019 is like drastically different than anything I had done in the past. And it was in corporate and I was like flying high and I had, you know, social stuff going on and I had a lot of friends. And I had a lot of family members and this past year, since that time frame, about 2019, 2018, 2019, to now has been like, what is this? You know, what's been happening here? Um, I don't, I, I see the, I see what it is. I see what it was for. I understand, you know, like, okay, this time was you, you needed to do all this soul work and all this stuff. It wasn't like, what did I, I read somewhere where it was kind of like, you're, you're getting the longer term um, benefits in exchange for the immediate gratification. Um, the immediate gratification being the, you know, I want my, I want my friends back. I want, you know, whatever it is that I want, you know, I want my life back. I don't want to be in um, this solitary anymore. And I feel like many of you are ready to kind of move forward. Um, and, and they're saying, and this is not just me, because I was telling my son, like, it's not just you, because it's coming up for a lot of people that the guides are saying the time to move forward is now. And the, oh, I'm getting big chills. So many chills. And the, I told him because divine timing came out too for him. I'm like, and they were saying that the divine timing is now. And it's not just for one of you. It's for many of you 
all at the same time. And when we kept hearing, because he's only 16, he doesn't really get, you know, I'm teaching him some of these concepts, but he's like, I don't know what the collective is. I don't know what divine timing is. And I'm like, well, you guys know when it's always like, you always hear like things are going to happen in divine timing. And, um, I was trying to, I told him, I can't really explain it all to you because it's, it's, um, it's multi-layered. It's not just divine timing, like, oh, the astrology hits all the right points. And so now it's time for you to move forward. But in this case, they're saying that's part of it. Um, karma is part of it. Karmic, um, how much karma have you cleared? There's some other things that are like, you know, we want to like, go into all of it, but that all of those things are what they're calling divine timing. And if you did all of those things, if you went through all those initiations and tests, and now the astrology hits these points, they're saying that that's the divine, you know, that's divine timing. There's other divine timings that, ha that are, you know, like, oh, I got to the grocery store just when somebody else did um, that I was supposed to meet, kind of like a faded meeting. Um, it's kind of like a different type of divine timing. It's more like, that's more like a divine intervention kind of a thing. But the divine timing for us, for some of us collective soul groups is now. Yes, the time is now. And, um, and it's kind of like... Um, I think we're really summing up this chapter without really having to, to pull it, pull too much at it individually because everybody that we just read about in the channeling was moving forward with their lives in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, Polly's like, oh, Scratchy, because Scratchy is a cat who it was is a man who was like, oh, I love Polly so much. And she likes all these other people. And so I'm just going to become her familiar. Well, all of a sudden here in this chapter, Polly's like, I need to spend more time with Scratchy. I mean, he's like my best friend. So who knows what's going to evolve between them? Um, you know, Abigail and Dakar, uh, Kalmashar, all these people are starting in the book and the channeling to move forward with their lives and coming out of this like stasis of, um, of soul work. It's like how much more soul work, right? Can I do? Um, so even right now with this full moon in this, this winter that like came on much earlier than expected and winter, the winter here and Angie still got that, um, that winter hypnosis that you sent me, but winter here is just like, I don't even know. I don't even know who wants to do this. Um, but it came on and it was a big trigger over this full moon and it amped up a lot of things. And I was like, oh my God, how many times do I have to heal these things? And I keep telling the guides like, how many layers, when is it going to stop? You know, and they did say, you know, enjoy. Yes, triage enjoy some of these you just have to enjoy it right because if i spend all of if you spend all your time like bemoaning the lessons that you're going through and the trials and the tests and the initiations and all of that then your life just slips by and you look back and you're like what did i did i i know i accomplished some soul work but am i going to do it begrudgingly or am i going to do it like to the best i i can um while still trying to have fun. And um, in a sense too, it is a little bit of a bittersweet um, gate to be walking through um, because I know um, 
Andy, you're young. But Bruce and I are like older and I feel like and I'm going to get emotional because I feel like this gate is like this whole next part of our life, like going to kick off. But like for me, I feel like, oh my God, that's like the last part of my life. It's like the next 20 or 30 years and the next 20 or 30 years, it'll be like 80 something years old. So it's kind of like bittersweet in a way. Um, and I see 133 on my, well, it's 331, but I see 133 backwards, which is all about having patience um, and, and, you know, oh, trusting the process of your life. Uh, but just knowing that um, even the hard parts were things that, um, can, can we look back on those with like some fond memories like, oh, that's the time that I, you know, I did spend five years alone out of my whole entire life doing all this work. And, you know, it was probably the biggest five years of soul growth um, that will go beyond this lifetime is because right now what we're doing, you guys, right? Everybody listening and watching, we're building up this karmic bank of like good karma because we've cleared oh, so much poo from like past lives and this life and all of that. And now we get to move forward, understanding what it means to be a conscious creator, understanding what it means um, to not want to create any karmic debt. Um, and all of that, that that we're doing now, and and I know you guys that are listening and you guys that are on the live, um, you came here not just to serve yourself this lifetime, you came here to serve humanity and the planet. And every morning I always say that, I'm like, um, I'm here to serve, you know, humanity and the planet. I'm, I'm, I'm in service to source, to Gaia and humanity. Um, that's what I always say every morning. And so it's, it's sometimes we, the we that is our, our, I want, you know, I want this manifestation now. I want this person now or this thing now or my money now or my success and fame now. All is taking a backseat to the fact that we ultimately came in this lifetime to help raise the frequency of the planet, humanity, those around us. Um, not just the human kingdom, the elemental, I mean, we're helping, all, it's like team, team Gaia, you know, the, the angelic kingdom, everybody's upgrading, not just humans, all beings are upgrading that are here and we're here to support it. And so we kind of came like those knights of old that were kind of like, I'm in service to the kingdom, you know, and all my needs fall secondary. And it's kind of like, okay, yes, but is there a way now that now that we've done all this work, we know how to, um, we know how to do it really well. I think we've had a lot of practice as solitary practitioners to where I think that we can move into more of, um, what is it? I kind of say, I kind of like laughingly say like, give me my life back, you know, cause I feel like I've been in this place where spirits kind of called the shots and then ultimately spirits like, I'm always calling this. The universe is God's always calling the shots. What are you talking about? God's in charge. But there was, a, there's a point in your life where I think you've maybe in the past, like I personally felt like, you know, Oh, I can live where I want to live. I can do what I want to do. I've got, you know, all these things going on. I have like more quote unquote control over my environment and my surroundings. And for the past five years, it's been like, well, you move here, you be by yourself, 
you do this. So, well, it's not just you. I mean, we have free will choice. I could have just been like, screw all of that. But since it's part of the soul's blueprint, then um, it, it, it got, it's getting done anyway, right? So sometimes when I'm mad, like, I'm like, oh my God, why are you, why are you making me do this? It's kind of like, they're not making us do anything, right? Because they're just helping us. They're just supporting us as we follow our soul's blueprint. And this lifetime, we came to do this thing, to heal all this stuff, do all this stuff, support the planet, be who we, be these bringers of the light. And, um, and they're just trying to support us the best that they can too. Um, but I do feel like there was a point where we hit this, like this place where kind of free will choice kind of took a little bit of a back seat to like, um, the oversoul and what the oversoul needed to accomplish. And now I'm like, okay, can I have a little bit of that part of my free will back? Um, can I go live where I want to live? Can I pick that, you know? You heard this morning that over 200 worlds are part of the Galactic Federation are very keen on this moment, this now. Yeah, we've had so much um, assistance in the skies and in the, in the, plant, in the intergalactic realms. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to, because we've been 36 minutes on the podcast, I'm going to say um, goodbye to the podcast family, and I'm going to sit for a minute with you guys on Instagram Live and just play there uh, because I try not to make these podcast episodes too long. My cheeks are on fire from this channeling, and we had 36 minutes on the podcast. It's 3.36, so there's a lot of 9.9 energy going on. Um, let me just take a quick look back here at the chapter and see if there's anything else I want to pull out from that. I don't think so. Ancestors came in a lot. Grandmother, the grandmother's cottage, Dakar and the grandmother's wedding ring. Um, hey, somebody can give me a vintage diamond grandmother's wedding ring. Um, I do love the... Uh, more magic, more man, more of everything. This witch was ready for an upgrade. So I think we are getting our rewards. And I think it's, you know, from the guide's perspective, they're like, oh, you just spent like 30 minutes doing that soul work. And you're like, I just spent five freaking years of my life. And they're like, that's just a blink in the eye of nothing, right? So, but we are getting, I think we are going to start seeing now these rewards coming through. Um a little bit of our free will being kind of gifted back to us because right, it's a gift. Um, and in time to see what happens next. So I'm going to end the podcast here. I want to thank you all in podcast land for joining me and we're going to play a little bit with our Instagram live. So I hope that I will see you all again soon. Um, I will be coming back next to do the ending um, we'll be doing a Halloween story. We need to come back and do Claudia's the Vamp and finish up our Halloween story for this Halloween. So I'll probably be back in a couple of days to do that. So on the podcast, I want to thank you all so much for joining me now. We'll see you again soon. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Frolicking Frowline. 
Interactions with frolicking Fraulein could bring on magical, mystical euphoria, dizziness, lightheadedness, sudden feelings of losing all sense of 3D reality. Oh no, someone's been a naughty frolicking Fraulein.